You're listening to the Heritage Film Club podcast show. It's three lads chatting about a movie that one of them forced the others to watch. If you're looking for an in-depth analysis of your favourite movies, boy, have you come to the wrong place. My fancy British accent is as smart as this show will ever sound. These guys barely know what they're talking about. It's time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to the club. Now here are your hosts, Mike, Brian and Clayton. So... I reckon that we need like a budget for advertising, right? Right. And or get a sponsor because like oh, we watched this movie and we could have had like an awesome advertisement to promote this whole podcast slash movie review. And it could be on the lines of like brought to you by Big Tobacco. The only thing in, that you can smoke in public that is normal. And then you just have like influencers and advisors and everybody just walking down the street like with their phones and their little earpods and they're all listening to it and yeah. Well, In you... my mind, that sounded really cool. But when it came out of your mouth, it didn't, eh? No. I was just like, I just want this podcast to be brought to you by Big Tobacco. Now, yeah, few issues, but no, we'll take that offline what? why why a few issues um i don't know that that's the sort of sponsor we want although they have the money that we want we um, want mugs i don't think we need big tobacco to get to that level it's sponsorship it is just saying hey, when, when you when you wrote me into this thing you never mentioned anything about morals <laughs> good point I, I was misinformed good point right well with that intro Thank you, Clayton. Um, All good. It was just on the top of my head. Yes, well, you had a whole week to... Or When did we do the last one? Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you could have made that happen, I feel. I'm not the head chief organiser. I'm like the lower totem pole person. I have people who talk to people who talk to people. And you're the top person. No, mate. We are, we are co-hosts and... Um, Jeez, I had something else There's to no say there. There's no hierarchy here. There's no hierarchy here, except for Vice President <laughs> of Merchandising, Brian, who's working on said mugs. So. Indeed. Mugs, yes! So I think, I think let, let's, we're, we're all agreed that if this ever goes south, we end up in court, it's all mics, right? <laughs> I feel like that's... Yep. out of here. Yeah, it's on the record, yeah. Yep, there you go. That feels like a show of hands to me, yeah. All right, virtual hands. Okay, so with that, we'll go into this week's movie. Um... Brian chose Thank You for Smoking, and uh, yeah, I've got stuff to say. It's, yeah, very good. Um, All right, so it's a 2005 movie distributed by Fox Searchlight Pictures, which I guess means now it's a Disney movie. So, Clayton, you might enjoy that. Um, No way. Mickey Mouse owns this movie. Well, I guess so, because they own Fox now. It's not on Disney Plus, though, eh? I would not expect it on Disney Plus. Probably Hulu. Uh, if anything um, what's not a Disney movie now though well that's right that is a good point let's just start every episode with brought to you by Disney if you want a corporate sponsor Clayton I'll Um, take Mickey Mouse's money any day mate everybody would (laughs) except Mickey Mouse likes to take everyone else's money so we've got to be careful what we say so that lawsuit gets closer and closer yep very litigious so this movie thank you for smoking written and directed by Jason Reitman uh, based on the novel of the same name by Christopher Buckley. And I was actually going to say, Clayton, um, 
since you're doing your however many books in 12 months deal, um, after watching this movie, without talking about the movie, would you read this book? Yes, and I wanted to know if Brian had it. Yeah. No, I don't, but I, in the past week, have gone looking for it too. Oh, and uh, so oh. have I. <laughs> I would like okay. to read the source. Yes, so would I. Okay, well, that's a good... sponsored by Book Depository. Yeah, one day. This thing um, sells itself. It Use does, right? Code. Yeah. Um, so I guess, well, that's positive. Good. Okay, so anyway, Jason Reitman, this was his first movie, unless somebody wants to correct me, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, who was the director of Ghostbusters, and in a full circle kind of thing, like we like to do. Um, Jason is directing the next installment of Ghostbusters, which will be the direct sequel to the first two, which his dad directed. Um, Jason Reitman went on to direct Juno, Up in the Air, and Young Adult, amongst uh, a few other films. And the movie was produced by David O. Sachs, who was formerly the founding CEO of PayPal. And just wanted to make a movie, I guess. Because I know this movie... People liked the script, but it was hard to get funding. And then this guy stepped in. You might have noticed also in the opening credits, Elon Musk is an executive producer. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, quite interesting. Um, Peter Thiel as well. See, people do read the opening credits. <laughs> Two of us. Um, right, so the I movies... Them, I just don't understand them. Oh, there you go. But this one had really things. cool... This had really cool opening titles, I thought. Did um, Yeah, it's a pretty cool opening. Yeah. Uh, the movie stars Aaron Eckhart, uh, Aaron Eckhart, rather, it's not a woman. Um, Clayton would know him from being Two Face in the Dark Knight. Yeah, movie. I'll get on to that. Okay, good. Um, I had Maria Bello, which Clayton would probably know from Cody Ugly. Um, Adam Brody, what? Sam Elliott, Katie Holmes, uh, William H. Macy, the excellent always J.K. Simmons. Um, and Robert Duvall, who we saw in Falling Down a few episodes ago, and Dave Kickner, the whammy guy from Anchorman for Clayton, um, one of the merchants of death in this movie. The movie budget, uh, the budget was $10 million, gross 39.3. The Rotten Tomatoes. Now, this movie, would you think it's a critic movie or an audience movie? I'd have thought it's critic hard, movie myself. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it would be popular with both. It feels like something that crit- critics would take to, though. I'll go fan. Just to I would, it up. I'd, I'd go fan. And can we just announce that Jared's back this week? Yeah, oh yeah, I'll get there. I haven't done the introductions yet. <laughs> Jared! So I'm Mike. With me are Brian Clayton. And returning from last time is Jared. Yeah, enjoyed it so much I thought I'd come back. Yeah, and he added a little knowledge. So that's good, too. Um, we enjoyed having you, so thanks for coming back. Yeah. Okay, so it was actually uh, pretty much even between the critics and audience. Critics 86, audience 87. So seems everybody liked it. Um, Metacritic score of 71 and IMDb rating of 7.6. Well, Brian, you chose the movie. Do you want to lead off? Sure. I thought we were due for something lighter. And I remembered this having seen it back in... 2005 2006 as being uh, a lighter movie and quite funny i remember enjoying it and then not remembering too much else about it and so i thought i would throw this one on the table and i thought the cast was fairly stellar 
though by the dip in your voice when you said Katie Holmes, I'm assuming we're not going to go down some kind of Elijah Wood track with her. No, no, I like Katie Holmes. Ah, okay. I read that the other way. Um, yeah, I I laughed in the first scene and that was me. Um, I was away. And uh, yeah, I liked this movie very much. I thought it was really funny. Um, and I thought we would do a comedy. And so that was kind of why I ended up down that track. And I was pleased I chose, chose it because I remembered it fondly and it met my expectations. Can I just say... Thank you so much for choosing this movie because it's so freaking awesome. It was <laughs> far out, man. I love this movie so much that it's the first movie we've done that I've wanted to watch again straight away. Oh. I, my gosh, so good. So good. Um, yeah. I no words to express how much i like this movie it's so good okay i might win one of these for a change this sounds really good i'm liking this, how this has started yeah so um while i try and collect my thoughts still um yeah did you want to say anything else or should we keep going around we'll cycle back let's keep going through okay cool so um jared what do you think yeah i i really enjoyed it i've, I've seen it twice now just um because i watched it earlier in the week and i thought i'd just watch it again just to get some more thoughts on it and yeah hilarious as well but just so depressingly accurate as well mm. like i know obviously a bit of it yeah. some of it's quite over the top in the satire but you can see it being real yep which was mm -hmm. quite depressing <laughs> <laughs> just like you can especially with sort of the climate now you can see people sort of falling for it i guess like that some of the things that he says and the way he argues you can see people believing that mm-hmm it's it's definitely not unrealistic to me. Yeah, funny and quite disturbing at the same time. It and is. impressive, which is an odd thing. How impressive it is that you're able to do that. Mm -hmm. It is so well written, this movie, and it's so well acted, and it's mm -hmm. just everything. It's just Jeeves. Okay, cool. Okay, Clayton, did you like this movie? Please say yes. Uh, yes, I had one. Cr one critique, but overall, yeah, I enjoyed it. I very much want to know your critique. Of the two and a half minutes of the opening credits. Oh. And we, we just went on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, could you put that at the end? Right, so clearly you don't watch any sort of cable TV shows, because that's what they all do. Um, no, I don't watch much TV. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Oh, I don't much. It had a song and everything. A yeah. great I know it had song. a song. I'm just like you, you played went, the you title, title the credits to the song, and then when the song finished, the movie kicked in. I'm like, I get it, but it's just, uh, it's just words. Show me pictures. But it was a quite a jazzy <laughs> little number too. It was. They had some good song choices. I didn't even know there were two songs about smoking, so that was quite interesting. But besides that, mm. I really enjoyed it. Good. It was like Batman, the Joker Batman, without Batman. Hang on, you didn't like the Joker Batman? No, 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 the Heath Ledger Batman. Because cause they're the two main characters in that Batman, eh? Two-Face and Joker, you mean? Or I don't Batman. know, Two-Face and Katie Holmes. Uh, no. Because Katie Holmes is... No, she's Katie not Holmes in that one. Is... She's not in that one. She got replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, uh, is that not Katie Holmes? She, Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins. Oh, the second one. Oh, okay. Good figure. But I saw where your, your train of thought was going, and 
Yeah. Yeah, they were both in I Batman. I thought it was cool. Very good. Okay, so we've got a 100% clean sweep this time. No question. No one's on the wow. fence. So, Is it well, the first one? Maybe. No. Didn't we all like... First we all liked Hurt Locker. Yeah, Hurt Locker oh, yeah. was a weird movie, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. First, What's our first four from four, though? Oh, yeah, because it's the... Yeah. Uh, Shaun yeah. of the Dead? Did Clayton like Shaun of the Dead? Brian, memory um, not good. I can't remember. Like, yeah. I watched it. Our listeners are going, you dicks, you can't even remember your own ratings. <laughs> I, like... didn't, I didn't pick it, and I, like, yeah. I didn't hate it, I don't think. No, okay. But this one is an overwhelming positive, I think. Um, certainly more than 86 or 87%. Hey, you know how this is based on a book? It is, yeah. Is it based on a true story? Like, it, it, like is it no. the dude's life that wrote the book? No, it's a no. it's oh. a satirical comedy like the movie, so it's a novel. Oh, yeah. okay. I th- from from my my meager amount of reading on it, I think Christopher Buckley. Um, I think that this is the kind of book that he writes. He writes um, satires and, and and things like that. Humor. Uh, I no. wanted more moda. Oh, everybody does. <laughs> and you know what's funny about that is I usually really don't enjoy watching Dave Kickner and stuff because um, I think he just irks me. Um, but this movie, he was really toned down. And I think he actually played his part really well in this movie um, yeah. as the um, firearms guy. So, yeah, if the book... This is going to be a weird thing to say because the general consensus is the book's always better than the movie. But if the book is half as good as this movie, that's going to be a good read. Because this movie was, I don't know if I've said it before, so good. That's pretty good. You you may have possibly dropped that in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, there's our quote for the, for the Instagram later. It's so good. Right. So. Why is it good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He well, says. as I said, the acting is, is really, really good across the board. Um, sometimes I felt the kid was a little bit stiff, maybe. I mean, not just because he's a kid, but I know he just didn't seem to be as enthusiastic as everyone else. But I did like his character. Aaron Eckhart is so good in this movie. Some of his facial expressions are just amazing. I think there's, what was the scene? Was it, um, might have been the scene when he was speaking at um, Parents Day or whatever it is, you know, um, Career Day. Uh, for his son's class. He wants us to smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when the the oh, I can't even remember how it ends, but he's got this dopey look on his face, and it is just oh man, it's I can't even explain it. You have to watch it, and hopefully, if you're listening, you watched it and you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I don't know. He was really, really enjoyable. He was great in the role. Um, Katie Holmes did her role as she needed to. The Merchants of Death were good. J.K. Simmons, excellent. Um, just typical J.K. Simmons. It's like, yes. I mean, he almost plays the same character every time, but totally. it's not like you get sick of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say like maybe not in Whiplash, or he's a more extreme version yeah. of this. Um, mm-hmm. But he's very Jonah Jameson, I guess. So yeah, it was it's perfect for that kind of that that likably unlikable character. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. You know, yeah. Br. He's, he's kind of he's, you're meant to. You know, he's supposed to be really engaging and he sort of grabs you when you're watching him on screen and you're going, this guy's a bit of a dick. Yeah, his, and he's yeah, got the probably. best voice. Honestly. Yeah, just probably. so good. 
and now I really just want to watch the new Spider-Man so much more. <laughs> just, I just need some more J.K. Simmons. Um, and yeah, Robert Duvall was in it, and he was fine playing just Robert Duvall. And Rob Lowe was quite good. Oh, Rob Lowe, yes. Short, oh my gosh. Pick. Rob Lowe was great. He was almost like his Parks and Rec character, um, mm-hmm. yeah. for anyone who's watched that. And those scenes, especially the, the meeting they have, like, um, Adam Brody's good as the sucker. Oh, he was such a such a douchebag. He was, but it was so enjoyable to watch, uh, especially at the end when he rings up and he's like, "Hey, yeah, so, whoa." Sorry, happened? I just had a um, just some drawers collapse. <laughs> oh man! So unedited podcast, people. It's yep. staying in. It's all um, action. It sounded like a bunch of bottles. It's all action. Yeah, he was so excited about Rob Lowe and Adam Brody. He just like exploded. He just, ex- mentally exploded his yep. drawers um i did yes yeah so especially that scene at the end where um spoilers again for an old movie but eckhart's character's been fired and everyone's ringing and leaving phone messages and adam brody's message when he's like yeah so he hasn't got anything for you now but hey we should hang out sometime mm. it is like oh you're such a douche but it's so funny um yeah and roblo was just Hollywood. yeah he really played that well and roblo was just great Especially that scene where he's just standing there in a kimono. Just, it's just it's why. Like, when, when do you sleep? Yeah, Sundays. Sunday. <laughs> oh, so good. Because then I was sitting there going, could you do that? Like, if you literally just slept the whole 24 hours? That's probably not, though. Um, but yeah, so good. Um, so that was good. The writing was really, really good. Um, again, without reading the book, I don't know how much is just pulled straight from there. Um directing was good especially if this was his first movie which i'm pretty sure it was but one thing i remember was like hurt locker this is a movie i watched ages ago when it first came out and don't remember really enjoying it that much and now like i said in hurt locker my taste in movies has obviously changed because um that one i changed my mind on and this one i am this is possibly a top five now so yeah anyway i've talked enough um what did you guys like about it i like the katie home scene what all the sex scenes or the, the the one of them where he's on tv when he comes yeah. back from his trip yeah i want to have sex with you while i'm watching you on tv or whatever yeah, yeah. i'm like that's just awesome <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, we just have to find also, one scene in every movie and clayton will be fine so that's yeah good. but also you know how they paid like $10 million? They were going to pay, say, $10 million for Brad Pitt to have a smoke in a movie and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Do you reckon that's the money that goes around in relation to product placement yeah. in movies? Yes. Probably more. Like that much money. Yeah. yeah. Probably more. Damn. Yeah. I would say Coke pays more than that. I would say um, it's quite for a few wins. That's how movies Damn. get financed, man. It just seems a lot of money, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes but, it's subtle, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's really not subtle. But mate, everyone drinks. Actually, that's the one thing that doesn't need to be product placed because everyone drinks Coke. So it's not really going to suffer from not being in movies. But this is why everyone drinks Coke, man. It's, it's no, no. I was just curious. I was like, with the money that they said, I was just like, oh, I wonder if that's normal in relation just to a normal product placement. Well, I'm no accountant or Hollywood insider, but I'd say it's probably probably is. Jared, uh, <laughs> from from film no, school. I don't know the. I don't yeah, know from the film exact school. Numbers. They didn't teach us that then. 
No, no oh, product man. placement class. Oh, what's the point then? Oh. Surely there must know, be product it, placement on New Zealand um, TV as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it ET that with, with, with the Hershey's Kisses that originally they wanted M&Ms and they said no. And I think they went with the Hershey's Kisses and they sold like crazy after that. I think it was Reese's Pieces, yeah. but I could was be wrong. Reese's Pieces, yeah. It was Reese's one, Pieces, one of the, I think one it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I thought it was M&Ms and E.T. So I, I wouldn't know, but it, I just know that whoever they did go with, they got a big sales boost after that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the product placement's worth it. Oh, yeah. With a movie like that, that became like the biggest movie of whenever it was, probably. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um. But we'll confirm which candy it was when we do our ET episode at some point, because that's an inevitable one as well, I feel. So um, we haven't actually broken out with a Spielberg movie yet, so stay tuned. Um, Welcome to Jurassic Park. Ooh, that is a top five movie. Okay, anyway, we're going off track. So, (laughs) um, So other than Katie Holmes, did you like anything else? No, I like the um, the no. banter between the father and the son. Yeah, it's good, eh? Yeah, like like it was pretty, like it's cool because I got like what I took away from it. It was like he's teaching the son, like yeah, he's right and wrong, but there's also grey, and you just you know grey's everywhere. You got to learn to live with it, but you make up your own mind at the end. And I like the scene where he taught him that you don't have to be right. You just have to make the other guy appear wrong. Oh, yes. And then yeah. he puts the argument on the mum to make him go to the California trip. That was so good. That was so good. Yeah. This whole movie's so good. I'm going to shut up. Someone yeah. else talk. Yeah. 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 The fact that you two loved that bit, that element of it so much worries me, given that I know that you both have kids. Yeah. Should we be I just like concerned the, about their education now? No, it's just a simple fact that, you know what, you... The world is how it is. You just grow up, you make your own choices, and as long as they're informed, good on you. Yep. Parenting 101. Boom! <laughs> well, there you go. I've, I know for a fact that Clayton has parented in that manner recently. In a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah. So, it's probably that you related to it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, like, I, I really enjoyed this movie from start to finish, except yeah. for the two and a half minutes that I couldn't get back. To. So not from start to finish then? Well, yeah, no, if I, it, I timed it. That's how bored I got. I timed it going, it's two and a half minutes. Oh you my know, God. there's a fast forward button. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Though. The whole purpose oh. is to watch a movie. <laughs> I think you're just going to complain about the bit you should have fast forwarded. Oh. Okay. I sit through the credits at the end of all these movies for the same reason, even the one that I didn't like. You remember that one. Let's not go there. Um, the unedited pilot, Wolf of Wall Street. Good. Okay. Yes. Um, and there it is. Great. Now we can tick that one off yep. and move on. I um, We've got a checklist. Have we, we've mentioned Elijah Wood already, right? So we just need to mention yeah, did Kate that. Winslet. I, yeah, I managed, I managed to get that in there. Yeah. Cool. And there you go. Well done. Yep. So Kate Winslet could have played Maria Bello's character. Um, as the... Uh, which one was she? Alcohol. Um, Merchant yes. of Death. Yeah. Um... I will say I agree with you, Clayton, that this movie was enjoyable from start to finish. I'll include the credits. But, um, yeah, it didn't really have any point. It's only an hour and a half, but it had no point where it dragged or lagged or or anything. It just kept going at a really good pace. And it 
stayed entertaining the whole way through. Does anyone else agree with that? Or Yeah, I think it was always moving. It was just kind of rolling along. Mm. Lots of scene changes. I mean, you know, in that, you know, he's, he's on the move with his son. He goes to Hollywood. You know, he goes to see the um, goes to see the captain. He goes to see the Marlboro Man, though we can't call him the Marlboro Man. Um, all of that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I like the pace. It really kind of rocks along. Yeah, it is. And it, it just doesn't have a boring part. And it's not very common these days, I feel. Like, most movies just have a little bit of lag where you sort of pick up your phone and um, check something. Um, but this one really didn't have that. And had I not had work the next day, because as you know, I split my movies usually over two nights. Mm-hmm. And um, if I hadn't had work the next day, I really wanted to just keep going with this movie <laughs> and not stop. And yeah, I would have just uh, done it two nights in a row because it was very watchable and very rewatchable. I feel. Did anybody else think at the end that he was actually going to be a congressman? No. Ah, I, well, I, I didn't. Did anyone I else watch that movie though? Yeah, I I wanted more of that. I would watch Nick Naylor in government. Yeah, I... I, the. The only reason I was leaning towards that is because he was having like the the back and forth with the um the cheese fella. Yep. The governor of the cheese, and I was like, oh, he's going to become a congressman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's going to become a congressman, and then they're just going to ha- go at it. But yeah, the but. governor of cheese. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was a senator though, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um, yeah, senator. Yeah, senator of cheese. So. You gave him too much credit, Clayton. Because um, no. not that I know American politics, but I'm pretty sure governor is above senator. No. But I could be. I think it's no, more about maybe. the cheese than about the title, if I'm honest. It probably is, yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably wrong anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, though, will say that I did want more of that congressional hearing. I felt like it was too short. I wanted more. Mainly because I just like listening oh, to him I, talk. I, in, in my brain, oddly enough, I'd remembered the opening scene on the talk show as being longer. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it, it, it felt when I watched it, I thought, I'm sure I missed a bit. And maybe mm. there's a different cut or something, or my memory is just, yeah, not what it once was. But I remember it being um, sort of longer and him sort of taking a few more lumps out of the uh, the aid to the... Yep. To Who was... Macy's character. He was great, too. He, um... Isn't he from... It's not The Rock. No, High Fidelity? I uh, can't remember. But he is great in this movie too. Especially when he gets called into the senator's office to get to get told off for his um, performance on that talk show. And then the same exact thing happens to the senator on the next one when he goes and does it himself. Oh, so good. Um, did you... I, I thought when I was watching the talk show bit at the opening that um, Clayton would be immediately sold on the Nick Naylor character. Because oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, we're going to give $50 million away to help people. And this poor cancer boy, I was like, damn right, mate. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was more that when he goes, um, it's not in our interest for him to die. So why would we want him to die? Like, Oh, yeah, but that's uh, that's truthful, though. Yeah, I know. But I thought that's that's exactly the sort of argument you would have. And you'd be yeah. like, yes, I appreciate this a lot. But um, Yeah, because like, I, like, I could relate to it. I'm like, yeah, damn straight. Like, at the end of the day you're going to smoke and it's going to cause you damage and then you're going to die and then the next generation going to pick it up and then hey make more money and then did you like how William H. Macy's senator was like 
if you're going to get a cancer kid on the show, you have to get one that's like in a wheelchair and like, oh man, it was so terrible. <laughs> Just the stuff I, he was like, like oh man. That was funny. But then I was like, oh, the poor society now will just like be like, oh, we want to censor that. Like how they wanted to censor smoking at the end with the classical movies. I feel like um, with, and it's been said before, that with Disney's super takeover of Fox, that we're going to get less of this sort of movie moving forward. Like these sort of Fox Searchlight movies and this sort of movie in particular. But this is why we need indies. Yeah, but that's the thing. That that's what Fox Searchlight was, and that's what originally Miramax was. And now those studios are being swallowed up. Are we still going to be able to get indies? Because who's going to distribute them? So, I mean, luckily we've got streaming now. People like Netflix and um, Amazon Prime and HBO Max are all doing these sort of things. I guess. Yeah, maybe it's easier to go direct. You'd have to. Mm. There's still a place for it. Yeah, still a, a role for that kind of movie without being. Yeah swallowed up by the, the corporate empire i mean again this is only i say only but um for a movie it's only a 10 million dollar movie so it's not like it's a huge hollywood investment and it got a good return it tripled its money no almost quadrupled it's definitely an audience and i mean 87 percent of the audience liked it so it's got to say something i feel like this would be a really good netflix movie if it was made now yeah though i think if you were going to make it now you'd probably go a little bit further i suspect it wouldn't be quite as subtle yeah probably um one of, one of the reasons that i that i picked it and that i liked it myself is that um i'm soapbox slightly here um i struggle <clears throat> excuse me i struggle with with finding comedies now i really find I, I don't find a hell of a lot of stuff past few years that genuinely makes me laugh because a lot of it tends to be really really over the top or it's all kind of slapstick or slapstick or it's or it's comedy that it kind of has, feels like it has to explain itself to you you know it does something funny and then it tells you why it was funny um and so this one, it was just really subtle. It's all in the writing and it's all in the the expression, you know, and the, the delivery of the characters like Rob Lowe is so deadpan, you know, it's not playing funny. It's just kind of, you know, his character is just who he is. Yeah. And it's what really stood out to me. So I like it because it's just as genuinely funny and it's not one that kind of yells at you. Yeah, because it's not a typical, and, yeah. it's not a comedy movie per se. No, it is, but no, it, you know, but it's not it's, a. It's 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 funny. No, you wouldn't maybe you, you know you'd label it as as a type of comedy, you know, but it's not one where you would, you know, certainly not not a Farrelly Brothers, correct, or anything like yeah. that. You know, everything now mm-hmm. everything now just kind of kind of yells at you, and um, I often find that that characters in comedies, particularly on TV, again, I'm feeling old and crusty now. Um, that's like everybody is just horrible, and lots of people in this in this movie are likable. Aaron Eckhart's character shouldn't be likable at all and he mm. really is yeah he's such a likable character you go if it was just to, to someone to give me a description of what it is that nick, nick naylor does you'd go this guy is awful mm. you know like, as even as he describes himself but he's so nice about it he's so likable and you go this, this guy's pretty cool which is just a really weird way to look at it see even in the 90 minutes of the movie the public goes back and forth on him so much as well so it's so it's true yeah. like yeah. If you saw that guy, if you read about him in the paper, you'd be like, what a dick. But if you watch him on TV, you'd be like, yeah. man, this <laughs> keep going. Yeah. yeah. I get um, where he's coming from and I would vote for him. Oh, wait, he's not yeah. in government. There you go. Um, um, I also like how he um, got his revenge on Katie Holmes' character. <laughs> Very cool scene, too, when she's standing in the middle of the office and going, oh, crap, but it's all on her face. It's like, 
yeah, just yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and then all delivery. Yeah. And then you do see that she's done later on, and it's so great. Um, yeah, cool. So Clayton, did you find this movie funny? Yep. That like was... it held my attention. Yeah. Did it make you laugh out loud at all? Yeah. Oh, good. Right, Jared, come on. What else? Uh, what else sorry, on? sorry. Just got a just got a text message from someone. So, did you fix what your drawers? <laughs> yes, yes. No, I haven't fixed them yet. Sorry, it's pity we don't do these like send them out live because you know then we yeah, can have people know, yeah. send you concerned messages through you know all the channels for the Heritage Film Park. <laughs> we'll put up a notification. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, did you have any other thoughts on the movie? Um, uh, no, just yeah, I thought really well written. It's hard to get the, the like like sort of my uncle was saying that like it's hard to get comedies that are really well written like that sort of smarter and a bit more. It's more the writing that's funny, not just like sort of gags. Probably it's it's like Brian said. It's um, a lot of it is in the way the actors depict those characters, like yeah, how, the, how they're sure, acting. Yeah. Um, and the the good example, like you gave Brian, was Rob Lowe. Um, mm-hmm. He's not trying to be funny at all. He's just he's very much his character from Parks and Rec, though. I feel mm-hmm. like a little bit more toned down, maybe, but yeah, very what you would expect Rob Lowe to be in these sort of later years of his career well overwhelmingly positive reaction from all of us so as it was your pick brian do you want to give us some trivia i can give you some trivia here's the facts where to begin the most interesting one which i had not noticed and jared you said during the week said you'd pick up a couple of things and you were waiting to see if I had and I wonder if this is one of them. Interesting thing that I discovered here is that nobody smokes in the movie. That's true. Except yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> nobody actually smokes. Except John Wayne. Except John Wayne. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, the point of it, watching him on TV. But, no, I mean, you know, Nick Naylor, Nick Naylor, he's got a couple of, a couple of times he has a cigarette packet in his hands, he discovers it's empty. The captain, Robert Duvall, he has a cigar, but he doesn't smoke it. Um, yeah. And so it's just a little thing that that's, I think back on it and I go, no, they really didn't. But it didn't strike me at the time because clearly I wasn't paying enough attention. But they did go buck crazy with the nicotine patches. I was going to just say they that did. too. Was that a great scene <laughs> yes. or what? Um, especially the shot where they're telling him what happened. And it's got him lying on the, the um, is it the Abe Lincoln statue? He's lying on the Lincoln statue. Yeah. yeah. Um, just naked and covered in nicotine patches. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, but that's a good point. Because when they said to him, you had so much nicotine in your body, uh, if you hadn't been a smoker, you'd be dead. And I was like, but is he a smoker? Because I haven't seen him smoke. And that's where I thought of that as well. So, yeah. yeah interesting. He, he had the empty pack when he yeah. was uh, doing the lecture or talking to his son about writing the son's essay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had an empty pack somewhere else because he opened it up and realized he had no cigarettes at one point as well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on, um, go on, Brian. No, no. All good. Um, well, we always look for for alternate castings. I couldn't find a great a great many. There's only a couple that I found, and I and if I'm honest with you, I don't believe either of them, or, or at least I can't see it. Supposedly, when the, when the book was first optioned for the movie, Mel Gibson was down to play Nick Naylor instead so, of Aaron Eckhart. No, they wouldn't have been and the same. I I, ca- I can't see it because Mel Gibson likable in the same way. I I don't get. Well, not these days anyway, but yeah. No, and even, you know, you should think back and go, could he have played that? And I really couldn't see it. I think he's not, he doesn't have the subtlety for it. I think he'd be a little more over the top than that. I think the closest um, you could probably get 
maybe would be like rigs from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, the later, and that's, the later that's, ones, that's still not right. Nudging, yeah, even it's just kind of mellowing out in the later ones, and yeah, I, I still wouldn't get it. Yeah, no, I think. And supposedly The Rock, which, what? let's be honest. In 2005? It's, it's listed here supposedly for, and I'm thinking, no, that would never happen. That was the only thing that I could find. And it does kind of corroborate one of the pieces that I did find, which was that Jason Reitman apparently wrote to everybody who's in the film, the, the leads, the stars of it, um, to ask them to play the part and telling them why he thought that would be great. And every every one of his first choices apparently accepted. Oh, that's cool. Which is an interesting way to cast. So I guess he, he got what he wanted in terms of casting for the movie. Then I hope it doesn't have a casting by credit then, unless it's, unless it's his name. But um, Well, I guess it's like, you know, you how know, do you get them on board? And he, must, he must have, because I mean, even if he wasn't a, not a particularly well-known director at the time, he must have had something in there that swayed everybody, maybe around the message of the movie or, because you know, mm. it's essentially, it's an anti-smoking movie, let's be honest. I would say if this movie was made now, it totally would be The Rock, um, because of he's got mm. the charisma. But again, I don't think it would have been the same. Um, no. I... Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, sort of makes sense I, I, that I writing for those characters because, like the actors, they're sort of, sort of out there personalities. Maybe that they really fit the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially like someone like J.K. Simmons, you can see him being written, like that part being written for him. Yeah, mm. yeah. I feel like Aaron Eckhart doesn't usually do this sort of role though i mean i haven't seen a whole lot but that's why i think it's so awesome because the stuff i have seen him in is not like this i've only seen him in a few things i think he seems to he seems to play not always a type which is nice yeah that's always good you know he seems he seems, seems pretty versatile i think and and yeah i think this is possibly the first thing i'd ever seen him in i think he well needs, before he needs to do more comedies he really yeah. does um cool any others yeah if we're looking at um say casting as well i thought sam elliott was he was perfect as yes. the you know the former spokesman who was then dying he, um yeah he, he was just yeah i think he's great at everything he's got that that amazing voice yes he's real menacing all the time when he comes out with the shot with the the rifle rather you know with with the gun mm-hmm. um you know he's genuinely dangerous i think he's, he's going to shoot this guy um, probably would have too if around him that I, that I, mm. well yeah, exactly and the, the kids kind of saves him which is you know piece of trivia that I did find that I really liked is that apparently originally from the script Sam Elliott he wanted his character to take the um wanted to sorry wanted his character to refuse to take the money and Jason Reitman actually had to persuade him to do it as it was scripted and that now we're going to jump there but that's my favorite scene of the whole movie is where he, he takes him the briefcase full of money yes and they talk it through and just the the way he's, he's all but drooling looking at the pile of money on the floor and then walking through how, you know, is there any way that I can, you know, denounce you guys for half the money? Yes, and that, that really showed how good Nick Naylor is at his job because it's it really subtly goes into that conversation. It starts somewhere else. And then suddenly you realize, oh, damn, you're playing this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it's really good. He goes in and totally tells him the truth and it works. Yep. Especially when yeah, Sam Elliott turns around and goes, are you supposed to tell me all this? He goes, definitely not. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, Sam Elliott is, well, he's playing Sam Elliott, let's be honest. He's mm. pretty much True. always this. But, um, and you're right, he has a great voice. I mean, he was definitely more, definitely easier to listen to in this than, say, A Star Is Born, where it was like a him and Bradley Cooper were having a grumble off the whole movie. <laughs> Like just um, <laughs> okay. and it was getting to the point where it's like, what what did he say? 
I almost needed subtitles because it was getting so like gruff and grumbly. Yeah, this movie and he's um in Big Lebowski too, right? Isn't he the narrator of that? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. I, I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up because exactly. I might have just lost all of our audience by not knowing that. But um, <laughs> yeah, carry on. Shall do. A couple of cameos in the movie. Elon Musk is actually in the movie. Oh, I didn't notice. He's a, he's a producer. Yeah, he and I keep meaning to go back and have a look at it. He apparently is the man who closes the car door when Nick Naylor gets out to, to board the, the private plane. Apparently it's Elon Musk's plane. Oh, that would make was. sense. Yeah, so that was the thing. And Christopher Buckley, the author of the book that the movie uh-huh. was taken from, um, he's in one of the scenes where, but he's reading Heather's article. Oh, okay. Um, he's apparently he's in he's in the train station, and he's one of the people reading. And so I guess if you don't know what he looks like, you would never know. Um, he's oh, there. that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, and the other, I guess, major thing I found is because you know how we love our superheroes here. Um, there's a lot of superhero crossover or superhero movie careers in this movie. Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before. Aaron Eckhart was Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Um, J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. Um, let me see. William H. Macy was in a movie called Mystery Men. Yes, correct. Quirky little com- com- uh, comedy, and if you've never seen it, recommended. Yes. And Sam, Sam Elliott, of course, was in Ghost Rider, which we probably won't talk too much about. <laughs> and Ang Lee's version of the Hulk. Yeah, I was going to say he was in the Hulk as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Cameron Bright, uh, the guy who plays Nick Naylor's son, mm-hmm. was in X-Men The Last Stand. He's the mutant who cures the other mutants. Ah, yeah, I knew I'd seen him oh, somewhere. Oh, the, the, the bald-headed yeah. one and, uh, yeah. stays on the island. That's the one, yeah. Ah. And you get too close to him and you know, your um, your mutant powers disappear. And that's him, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's and a Kim lot of Dickens, who plays, mm. Yeah, and, and Kim Dickens, uh, who plays the boy's mum. Nick, Nick Naylor's ex-wife was apparently yes. in Fear the Walking Dead, which I've never seen. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, superheroes are everywhere. Yeah, comic characters. Yeah, very comic cool. Comic characters, yeah. Comic characters, one fashion or another. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, it seems like we can find, well, especially these days, it's getting easier, but you can find a superhero or comic book movie link to everything we've watched, um, yeah. but probably not as much six, as this. Six degrees of graphic novel. Mm. You, I think two degrees if it's Clayton. Like, I always thought it was two degrees. <laughs> like the mobile phone provider in New Zealand. That's, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Very good. Cool. Any other trivia?s That was the that was the interesting stuff I think that I found. Oh wait, there was one other thing. I beg your pardon, which wasn't really trivia, but I did see it and um, while I was watching as well, is that the school that the kid goes to, that Joey goes to, is called mm-hmm. Saint Euthanasius, which I thought was yes. hilarious. I googled that while I was watching. Euthanasia going, is not hilarious, however. Yeah, I was googling it, going, "Is that a real school? Or is that a real saint?" No, I was googling if it was a real saint, and I was like, "Please don't be a real saint." <laughs> yeah, the so patron good. saint of mercy killing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I man. wonder. I noticed that at the very first, um, the first shot, I think, which is the career day, I believe, and yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, the... "That is great. It is very good." Yeah. It was very nice. Then see, subtle. Yeah. Very good. There we go. That that was the the depth of my research over the past week. Those were um, good facts, very good facts. I like them. Um, cool. So uh, let's do. What should we do first? Um, let's do favorite scene, if that's not too difficult with this movie. Um, Jared, do you have a favorite scene? It was quite hard. I was trying to think of one. Um, I thought the first time he meets the captain was quite funny, just because of sort of the the captain robert duvall's character just sort of some of the stuff he said 
like learning about pressing the mint against the ice from Fidel Castro and just he was such a like sort of a weird old school character I thought that was quite funny also I think there's a bit where he's where he's talking to his son about what to write for his essay I think that mm -hmm. was that was quite good as well why America has the best government or whatever it was yeah yeah that mm -hmm. one yeah I um, liked Harry Nickart's or Nick Naylor's uh, reaction to the Fidel Castro reveal as well. Like, yep. you know who I learned this from? Fidel Castro. And it's like, yeah. sips his drink, <laughs> trying to avoid it. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, very cool. Um, Clayton? Uh, two equally. Oh, Katie uh, Holmes. The Katie Holmes yeah. on the bed scene. Um, and also the whole scene where him and his son are in the lobby in the movie director's office and they go past the guy raking the sand and they go up and then they have the whole pitch to get uh smoking in the movie so brad pitt can smoke i enjoyed that as well very good and brian marlboro man taking the money oh yeah, you did say that before yeah yeah I, it was really difficult i kind of had to to sift through and figure out which one was that was the one that kind of made me laugh the most i think and so that was why it was my favorite do you know what? I also think that's the best acting. Not that there's no bad acting in this movie, but that was the best. That whole scene was really well acted. I feel. Yeah. Um, Sam Elliott goes from absolutely sort of he's just fuming, furious to, as I say, he's all, all but drooling and, and, and sort of all but rolling around in the money by the end of it. And yeah, yeah. I love that. Just watching well that. Just watching Nick Naylor turn somebody from start to finish is just amazing. Yeah, um, completely. It's like the one the one guy who should should who should hate him the most, who should hate smoking the most, yeah. because it's killing him. He gets him completely. He yeah. wasn't the original Marlboro Man, was he? Like he's no. an actor playing the Marlboro Man now. No, yeah. No, completely. Could they not get the real Marlboro that. Man? Is he alive? Don't know. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I yeah. just assumed that he was like the actual real Marlboro Man. So. that's why he got cast because that would have been Jason Reitman's exact thoughts I imagine um, yeah. So, yeah who looks like the Marlboro Man mm. and can actually act that, that out like that as well um, and I was yeah. I was correct Sam Elliott was the stranger in Big Lebowski um, oh, there you go. so there you go is another one we should do that movie one day too that's a good movie get credibility saved well done yes yeah. I'm assuming you're going to pick it at one point yeah because I think interesting to see if Clayton likes that movie um right so for me I really like Korea Day um that's a really cool scene um and I really like the Rob Lowe scene um the the sector sixes and all of that um bollocks and was it Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones was like man you just dated this movie so badly by using Catherine Zeta-Jones as, as your choice uh, Brad Pitt he's <laughs> He'll never date a movie because he's uh, always A-list, right? So, but Catherine Zeta-Jones was an interesting pick. Um, yeah, um, any scene with Nick Naylor really, like just mm -hmm. us, just so entertaining. But I'm going to go with Career Day as my choice. Um, right. So um, MVP. This this will be interesting. So Jared. Yeah, I'd go Nick Nay Nick Naylor. Just yep. yeah, pretty much stole most of the movie and just the the writing as well. Cool cast and crew, nice. Yeah. Um, Clayton, Katie Holmes. The no. main guy, no, no, the main guy and his son. Oh, cool. Both okay. Yeah. And Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight down the middle. Nick Naylor. 
Um, but having said that, any any time that the Merchants of Death were together, mm-hmm. I thought that as as a group of characters, that they were they were terrific. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, Aaron Eckhart just he he took it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Aaron Eckhart definitely wins this movie. I mean, it, it's it's his movie after all, and he's in the majority of scenes. So definitely perfect casting, perfect writing for the character. So good. I think I might have mentioned it before. Um, cool. Perhaps a, a little bit more love for William H Macy too. He's true. His, his character mm-hmm. is terrific, and he's, he's really unlikable, but really quite funny at the same time. Yeah, right. He Great plays it really well. Will not apologize for yeah. his cheese. Yeah, that was so good. It was such <laughs> a good line. I was trying to think of a quote if I was going to put one to to outro the podcast, and it always came back to like any time he opened his mouth, I was like, "That's a good one." <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. but the the great state of Vermont won't apologize for its cheese is fantastic. Yeah, um, gosh, I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah, William H Macy was really good because mm. you're right, he played it so unlikable. Sort of like his Fargo character a little bit. Yeah. Kind of pathetic. Yeah. 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 Oh, Fargo's one we should do too. <laughs> See, this is good. We didn't talk about William H Macy enough, but pretty much anyone who had a main role in this movie. Just headed out the park, I think. So yeah, no misses, no misses at all. Now even Whammy was good in this movie, and he irks me a lot in Anchorman. Yeah, so cool. All right, so anything else anyone wants to say about Thank You for Smoking? I feel like we haven't really talked about it enough, but we don't want to. Oh, I'm doing it now. Drag it out. So um, yeah, yeah, go watch the movie. Go watch. Honestly, go watch the movie. If you haven't seen this movie, shouldn't be listening anyway. We should. We want you Go to listen. Watch it. But and, and then come solely back. Solely for. Yeah. We're telling them at the end, when you've already listened to it, <laughs> to stop and it. go and watch it and come back. Come back go to watch find it out. Solely for the, the conversation. I've had, the, you know, the conversation, you know how you're talking about the merchants of deaths, Brian? Mm-hmm. The conversation yep. where he's comparing the death rate. Oh, that was oh, so yes. funny. Yes, yes, oh, yes. That was so That's funny in comparison. <laughs> when he's breaking it down with his really fast yes. mess, by the way. Um, and he's like, honestly, you, I kill the most people. <laughs> and it's just like 1,200 a day or something. Oh, man. It's like, That's Don't look at you. The, the how many firearms are genuinely you offended that they, their body count's not high enough. Yeah. Brilliant. It's like, I kill like two Boeing 747s a day or something. It's like, oh, yes. So it's fire up. <laughs> And it's like Brian said, these people um, should be so unlikable, but you just can't help but enjoy them. It's really, really good. Funny that there was the gun lobby embracing the merchants of death and saying they're going to get bumper stickers printed out for it. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) The the one that actually backed their people. Oh, that was so cool. (laughs) Very cool. So, yes. Disturbingly real. Just like you said. I'll go out and they made bumper stickers. Someone probably has. It's probably on like Redbubble yeah. or something. Um, so I'm going to speak for everybody. And I don't think I'm out of place to do so. We highly recommend you watch this movie. Probably our highest recommendation so far, maybe. Would anyone disagree with that? I, no. Not, I not think this is the like Purely enjoyable, me. I think, are the ones we've watched so far. Yeah. Just yeah, for know, me, this is the best, the, kind of the best recommended movies to date. Yep, I agree. And now, bugger it, it's going to be my turn soon. And my ones are always the least popular ones by both listeners and the group. So, 
No pressure, Mike. Cool. Um, it's all about learning. Still got Mike. Die Hard up it's your sleeve, though. Got Die Hard up my sleeve, but I thought that might be too on the nose for Christmas, so we might have to go a different route. But um, yeah, we'll see. If anyone comes on this podcast and says they didn't like Die Hard, they actually will be fired. And that, <laughs> and that's my firing threat for this week. So if you're keeping score at home, I think we've ticked all of our normal um, talking point boxes. Um, no Simpsons. You're not screening people that. before they come on here? No Simpsons? Oh, well, we've said it now, so... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but you can't just drop it in there. There has to be a reason. Is there a Simpsons episode that... There? Simpsons must have done something about this movie. The only thing I could think of sort of related is there's the, the one with the moose, I think. That's like the, the spokesman for the cigarette company. Yeah. And I think, oh, I think Lisa Campbell. ends up oh, getting um, involved in that reluctantly. Yeah, we, that should have come up in the trivia, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm digging now. Hmm. Yeah. We'll come back to you guys on that. Um, so, or if you're listening and you know that there's a Simpsons reference directly to this movie, drop us a line. So let us know. And where can they let us know, Mike? I'll do that at the end, Clayton. <laughs> All right. So now, normally we'll come back in two weeks, but we remembered... I guess, that Halloween's coming up. So we thought we'd drop another episode next week uh, and do a horror movie, which we've all been a bit reluctant to do because I don't think any of us are really horror fans. Um, However, it is Halloween, so the season calls for it. And we are going to come back in one week and discuss... Halloween, the 1978 movie, the original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, directed by John Carpenter. So that'll be fun. And then in two weeks, we'll come back with our regular episode where um, I will have made a choice by then. And um, I'll reveal that on the Halloween episode. So join us. Are you going to watch the Halloween one, Jared? Or... Yeah, why not? I okay. haven't actually seen it, so it'd be yeah, good to good to watch it. Cool. So join yeah. us in a week or four of us again. Is this movie like a horror horror or like a it's, slasher horror? It's basically the first slasher movie. It's the one that sort of started the craze, I guess. Kicked off the popularity. I think the Texas Chainsaw was maybe before it. Yeah, but that's. I oh, may be wrong. Okay. I'm happy to be wrong. No, I don't feel so like it's like suspense and gore. I think, yeah, I think it's the one that kicks it off, though. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and then I think it was pretty quickly followed by Freddy and um, yeah, and Jason after that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if we've got that in the wrong order, let us know. And you can let us know at our Instagram. And uh, I'm not going to plug the Twitter. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably just going to take that one away. So Facebook and Instagram at Heritage Film Pod. You can drop us a line at uh, heritagefilmpod at gmail.com uh, or you can go to anchor.fm slash heritagefilmpod. Leave us a voice message. You can rant about how wrong we are or tell us how much you like Thank You for Smoking and how right we are in recommending it. Uh, or just tell us what you like or want added to our show. And uh, if you want to leave a comment that we can put into the show, let us know that we can do that. And I think that's all our plugs. So 
Mugs coming soon. <laughs> Mugs coming soon, yeah. Mugs, Mugs coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Look, look out for all of your merchandise, including signed photos of Clayton. <laughs> yeah. What? That'll probably be... Oh, no. <laughs> No, no, I've got the photos. Depends. It depends. What do you want, though? Like, what, what part of me are they wanting photos of? Okay, hang on. Have Sign. you seen Have you seen Jurassic Park? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, which one? The original one. Yeah, the okay. where the guy gets in on the toilet. Yeah, that one. So we need you to are pose. You, oh, are you talking about, like, where he lays on the table? That's the one. And he's all, like, got his shirt open. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> we want you to Jeff Goldblum it up. And... <laughs> And autograph the prints and um Hold up, what am I laying on? Just your couch will do, I guess. No, 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 it has to be something cool related to this podcast. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's related the only to problem the problem that you have with this concept is what am I lying on? Yeah. Yeah, because no, <laughs> Not no, that because, I won't like, do it. if we No no so like if you can get me like some mugs and some t shirts and maybe some pens or whatever else you're gonna merchandise, oh, right? Right, yes. That's and good. I'll lay there, I'll pose for you. And I'll send the not for me, not for us, yeah, for the fans, yeah. And then, and then the podcast needs a Snapchat. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. Clayton will be the vice president of our Snapchat, um, for better or worse. You jumped to prostituting yourself for this podcast really quickly, really quickly. That's commitment. Hey, hey, we're we're merching. We we're going to we're going to merch stuff, mate. We're going to sell it. Merchandisers of death. There you go. I'll even, like, if this was oh. this podcast, I'd be sitting there smoking a cigarette, blowing rings for you. Well, stay tuned for when we go on YouTube, eventually. Um, so, alright, so Clayton will whore himself out in some photos, and <laughs> basically, will become, we won't need a sponsor, because I'm sure that sales of that photo will skyrocket and fund this podcast for years to come. So, thank you for volunteering on that one. Um and with that i think we can end it and um say see you later and come back in a week when we watch the horror classic halloween watch it first let us know your thoughts and uh we'll see you in a week goodbye yes. wait for us spooky podcast and we're out well the real demonstrated number one killer in america is cholesterol and here comes senator finister whose fine state is i regret to say clogging the nation's arteries with vermont cheddar cheese <laughs> if we want to talk numbers how about the millions of people dying of heart attacks perhaps vermont cheddar should come with a skull and crossbones that is loot the great state of vermont will not apologize for its cheese Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end, Frank, for listening.